Greetings, Rise from Stuck Warrior. Today we have our grand finale of our Go to God series. This is my favorite of the five because the Bible records for us both sides of the conversation between God and Moses. But it's also the most convicting because it reminds me that I can't excuse my way out of God's calling on my life no matter how scared I may feel. In this conversation, Moses holds nothing back. Neither does God, as God has a solution for every perceived problem Moses brings up. Technically, God came to Moses. Moses wasn't stuck in fear until God told Moses to do something that terrified him. But God's instructions paralyzed Moses with fear. He had his excuses ready, but to his credit, he voiced those fears. He didn't stay stuck and let the fears eat away at his soul. He talked through them with God. If God has placed a calling on your life that terrifies you, and that calling has rendered you stuck in fear, tune in as we learn from Moses how to rise when we feel stuck in fear. It's time to rise from stuck with Bonnie Jean Schaefer, author, trainer, and servant of God. If you find yourself filled with big dreams, but stuck in dreaming, learning, planning mode, too trapped by your fears, doubts, and excuses to take confident, consistent action, then this is the podcast for you. In it, we're going to build a foundation and framework for our lives that aligns with God and His desires for us and create systems that make action inevitable. We'll also let ourselves live adventurously along the way. This journey may be a bumpy ride, but as we learn to trust God, respect our strengths, and do the work our dreams require, we're going to build confidence, courage, and consistency in the pursuit of God and our dreams. So strap into God's Word, grab onto my hand, and let's rise from stuck together. As we have learned from our previous episodes in this series, going to God is always the step that effectively ignites our rise from stuck. From Jonah, we learned that when we are stuck in the depths of despair with no way out, God hears us and has the power to deliver us from that darkness. From Hannah, we learned that when we are stuck in hopelessness, we can find hope by asking God for the deepest desires of our heart. From David, we learned that when we are stuck in the sin of inaction, we can confess our sin, ask God to help us understand the value of time, and seek his help in getting into action mode. From Esther, we learn that when we are stuck in an identity crisis, the best thing to do is break away and pray while asking others to pray alongside us. God will give us the strength to own our identities and take the necessary action that identity requires. Today, we learn from Moses that when we are stuck in fear, the first step is to talk to God about what scares us. Before we turn to scripture, let's talk about why fear can be so crippling and paralyzing. Fear is fueled by doubts and imagined negative outcomes, and those two things create a whirlwind of excuses. For instance, there is a lot of fear involved in the writing game, and I have felt it all. What if I think my story is good but no one else does? What if I publish it and get slaughtered with bad reviews? Who am I to think I can be a writer when I don't have the right degree or credentials? What if I start a story but can't figure out how to finish it? What if I run out of ideas? The fear of writing something that others will berate is terrifying. Stories can be personal, and the characters are often pieces of me. If people don't like my characters, does that mean they don't like me? It can thus be easier to write a story for the pure joy of writing the story, but I tend to get stuck when it comes to sharing my stories because of this very thing. Fear. I can make the excuse that I don't have a marketing budget or a wide network of people to share my story with or marketing skills, but they're just excuses. I can find a workaround for every excuse, but because of this gnawing fear that maybe people won't like my stories, 
I keep them to myself and stay stuck in my comfort zone of writing and publishing, but not marketing. Some people manage to find the stories anyway, and the majority actually love them. But those few bad reviews have stung and kept me stuck. Yet God continues to tug at my heart to write and publish and share my stories. What is he tugging at your heart to do? What excuses are you making to stay stuck and safe and not face that fear of yours? And how do we deal with that fear? How do we ignite our rise from stuck and never let fear stop us again? We go to God like Moses did. Moses spent the first 40 years of his life living well in the house of Pharaoh. But he knew he was Hebrew and made a decision one day to stand up and protect his people. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew when he was sure no one was watching. He took care of the problem by killing that Egyptian and burying the body. The next day, when he tried to break up a fight between two Hebrews, one of them asked, Who made you commander and judge over us? Are you planning to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? The secret was out, and Pharaoh found out about the secret and wanted Moses dead. So Moses ran away to Midian. In Midian, he helped some women at the well, was welcomed to dinner, and eventually married one of them. He hid out there as a shepherd for the next 40 years of his life. Then after 80 years of living, God called on him to do something super scary. Lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Can you feel the fear that calling evoked? Fear of returning to the place where he was a wanted man. Fear of facing his murderous sin. Fear of attempting to lead a people whom he didn't grow up with and who refused to follow his instructions all those years ago when he simply tried to break up a fight among them. That fear kept Moses stuck, unable and unwilling to obey immediately. But he didn't ignore God's call. He talked to God about the doubts that fueled his fear. In Exodus 2.11, we read, But Moses asked God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? In the very next verse, God has an answer. He answered, I will certainly be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I am the one who sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you will all worship God at this mountain. Notice God didn't prop Moses up with all of Moses' wonderful qualities to convince him he was qualified to follow God's call. He just let Moses know, I will certainly be with you. And that's not a truth, truth unique to Moses. Passages like Joshua 1 and John 15 confirm that we can trust God to be with us as well. When we are weak, he is strong. He shines brighter the weaker we are. Whenever we're afraid to move forward because we're wondering if we're qualified for the tasks our dreams require, we simply have to remember God's words. I will certainly be with you. Yet that promise wasn't quite good enough to prompt Moses to take action. Then Moses asked God, If I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And he explains that the elders will listen to him and what they're to do together when approaching Pharaoh. God even explains that it's not going to be an easy ride. Pharaoh isn't going to let them go worship him like they are to ask, but that denial will give God an opportunity to display his power. Eventually, Pharaoh will let them go and they will leave with an abundance of goods the Egyptians will practically throw at them. What a fantastic story. God unfolds his plan to Moses. God knows what will happen and shares that plan with Moses. Certainly knowing how things will go when Moses does what God is calling him to will prompt immediate action. But no, Moses counters with excuse number three. 
What if they won't believe me and will not obey me, but say, the Lord did not appear to you? So God walks him through three miracles that will demonstrate the fact the Lord did appear to him. So surely now Moses is ready to rise from stuck and take action, right? Uh, wrong. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, or since you have been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. The Lord said to him, Who placed a mouth on humans? Who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go! I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. All right, so let's recap. God is going to be with him, so he doesn't need to be concerned about his weaknesses or shortcomings. God gives Moses a clear directive about how to describe God when the Israelites ask who sent him, as well as a detailed plan of how this whole adventure will play out. Then God has given Moses three ways to prove that God sent him to lead the Israelites. Maybe he's going to throw his staff on the ground, it's going to become a stake, he's going to grab it, and he's going to put his hand in his cloak, and it'll be diseased, and then he'll put it back in, and it'll be healed. And then, if that doesn't work, you know, he can, you know, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and that water become like blood. I mean, three cool things that Moses has up his sleeve that he can do. And finally, God reminds Moses that he made people and will help Moses speak as well as teach him what to say. So when God calls us to something, he always provides a way to empower us to fulfill that call. Yet Moses still did not want to obey. He wanted to stay stuck in the comfort of shepherding sheep. Please, Lord, send someone else. Send someone else? Really, Moses? You have this incredible opportunity in front of you and you're telling God, the God who created the universe and everything in it, the God who has always been and will always be, the God who loves you and promises to be with you and support you, you're telling this God to send someone else? On the one hand, you have to admire his brutal honesty. He didn't want to do what God was telling him to do. He wanted to stay where he was and who he was. He wanted someone else to lead God's people. On the other, he wasn't obeying. What about you? Have you been honest with God? Or do you deceive him and yourself with your words by saying you'll do what he's calling you to do, then fail to follow through? I'm guilty of such things. I put off what I know is important. I make excuses for not writing, for delaying podcast episodes, for failing to share my stories. I forget that God is watching and waiting for me to obey. I forget that my excuses and my inaction make him angry. I forget that he has a solution for every problem excuse I come up with. And we see here in Exodus that he got angry with Moses. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, he is on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what to say. I will help both you and him to speak and will teach you both what to do. He will speak to the people for you. He will serve as a mouth for you, and you will serve as God to him. And take this staff in your hand that you will perform these signs with. God is patient. God provides. God demands our obedience, even when we're scared. So if you find yourself developing excuse after excuse because you're scared to take action toward the dreams God is calling you to do, go to God. Voice your excuses and listen for him to provide a solution to each and every excuse. If you need a guide for your prayer, head over to bonniejeanshafer.com and snag your Rise from Stock Starter Kit. Then use it to pray. Follow through by taking one simple action every day that will get you moving in the direction of your dreams. 
If this episode inspired you, challenged you, or taught you something, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help me know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to rise from stuff to discover the show. After you leave that review, I challenge you to go do one thing that will take you closer to God and your dreams today.